The Flicks Book Club. The Flicks Book Club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, welcome to the Flicks Book Club. I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Casey Aurora. I'm Dennis Rooney. Check us out at flicksbookclub.com. You can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and all of the things. This week we are going or we we watched uh, Bulletproof Salesman. It's a documentary uh, directed by I'm going to mess this up. Petra Eperlein and Michael Tucker. Mm-hmm. Michael Tucker, much easier to say. Uh, and it is about Fidelis Closer, uh, who he is a salesman who sells bulletproof cars. Uh, all over the world, and the movie takes place primarily like at the beginning, middle-ish. I mean, the Iraq War has gone on for so long that it's kind of the beginning. Um, you know, whenever that beginning. Whenever was, that it was, two thousand four to two thousand seven-ish. Excuse me. Uh, where he he is trying to sell bulletproof cars to foreign dignitaries and to. Uh, just generally, people in Iraq. Anyone who uh, can afford it. Anyone really. who can afford it, because He's they end up being man. like they end up being like six hundred thousand dollar cars. Very expensive. Uh, they're top they're, of the line. He's selling top of the line bulletproof cars. But they are cars. truly top of the line, and that's right. one of the things that he uh, that he gets into throughout the entire movie is just how good uh, he's German and the German engineering on the entire thing. Uh, which I feel like he brings up many times. Yeah, he con- he won't shut up about this it. This guy <laughs> is really German, <laughs> right? Really German, right? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's I like it. I picked it. It's an interesting documentary. I had seen it before, um, and I just it always there. There were parts of the movie that always stuck with me because uh, I saw it years ago, and there were just always moments in it that stuck with me. So when I saw that it was back up on Netflix, I was like, I gotta pick it for the podcast, right? Uh, and we should watch it. So I'm gonna go with stream it. I liked it. You know, it's uh, it's short. It's only like what. 80 69 minutes 69 long. Minutes? Yeah. Right. It's very Barely short. a feature. Right, right. I would, you know, I liked it and there was, um, yeah, you know, it's, because it's short. I feel like I'm kind of with you right now, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead of you right, right. now. And uh, this will probably sway you to give it a don't stream it because right. you're cantankerous. Right. But I was a little bit on the fence, but you know what? If you like documentaries, this is pretty short, and it's a real dose of reality. There's some stuff, especially as an American watching this movie. I was watching this, seeing how a German was treated uh, over there and how he behaved himself. And this guy scared me a lot. Watch this movie. <laughs> this is worth a watch, I think. Yeah, man, I'm gonna go <laughs> throw it in the blockbuster group. Yeah, Woo! I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's short. It's wow. good, and it, that re. You know what it is? That dose of reality is what really kind of caused me. To, mm. Like you know, we drive in America. You drive down the road, and it's nothing happens to you. That's it. You don't have a chance of your car yeah. being blown up or shot to pieces. Yeah. And that's the fact of the matter. And that's what life is in those countries, in the Middle East. And it's also super interesting to see the other side of that. Like, you know, I mean, this guy's a self-admitted war profiteer. And he, yeah, he admits it. And, yeah. he, you know, gives so. his name. I think his name, I don't, I don't know if it's Closer is last name. I think it's Fidelis Clo- Claire or Cloer. I, I am probably I messing that up because it's very German. And I couldn't find anything on him on Wikipedia, so maybe that's a fake name, too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I also find that surprising. So I was watching with my ex-girlfriend. She's like, what's that guy's name again? I'm like, what, are you trying to date him? Relax. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, I so mean, sh- he sells $600,000 cars. Yeah, of course. Just like, just he like did, nothing. He doesn't mention a wife, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess stream it, and we'll be back to talk about it. I would not consider myself a, a car salesman. I think it's uh, it's, it's it's different. We're we're not selling cars. We're selling we're selling safety. We're selling security. We're selling uh, a concept. 
We don't go to places that are peaceful. Iceland, I think, uh, I don't know if they have any our cars up there, but we don't go there. Now, make, make no mistake, when you go to Iraq or Afghanistan, you have to be aware that these places are extremely dangerous. And we're back. Okay, so yeah. honestly, you know the scene that, that, that stuck with me the most? It was one of the things, that, and I've thought about it forever since then, was when he's talking about being a salesman. Yes. And he's and he's like and he's like you have to and he's like you have to look the part. You have to it's like if that means you have polished shoes, you have polished shoes. Right. If you've got fingernail like like you have to you have to make your fingernails look nice. <laughs> if you have fingernails, if you're you a salesman, if you're like he's like if you're a salesman, you should know the first thing they look at is your hands, the second thing they look at is your shoes, the third thing they look at is your watch and they judge you upon those things. Yeah. Right. And I was just like for Ever that has stuck in my head where I'm just like I am not a salesman. No, <laughs> I wouldn't buy any. I wouldn't buy air off you. This dude has a level of professionalism that is like unparalleled. At least for me, seeing like I've met businessmen to a yes. certain degree, yeah. and like, but specifically salesmen, because you can be a businessman and be very successful and kind of not care how you look and how you present yourself if you're that good at being a businessman. Right. But as a salesman, and he makes a point to say this where he goes. You're not doing cold calls. You're not just showing. Uh, he goes, you are just showing up, but you're doing it face to face. You have to be face to face with someone. They can't yeah. get away from you. Right. You can pin them on the spot. And that's such a true thing. Mm -hmm. Like for just for example, like uh, my day job, if I got to get it covered, I'm not going to text somebody. I'm going to call them this way. Yeah. I like they have to answer right now. There's no stalling. You know what I mean? There's no email back and forth where like, yeah. can you do this? And they get time. No, you pin them on the spot. Right. And that's that's what I the when you talk about businessmen versus salesmen, like a salesman is a businessman, but Steve Jobs was a businessman, whereas yeah. and he was you know he was dressed poorly, he was uh, you know barefoot, long hair, smelled, uh, you know he was he was like a hippie, right? What whereas Fidelis is a salesman, like he goes there and he makes the sale, he pitches these cars to these people, and they're not you're not buying a TV. It, we're not talking like yeah. PC Richard where it's a $400 purchase and it, you know yeah you could sell a couple of these in a day we're talking a car that will you know that is bulletproof and now at this point what, another thing that they discussed which I thought was interesting he's like you know to say it's a bulletproof car is you know that's really not yeah. that one of the first things they say is yeah. there's no such thing as a bulletproof car he right. goes I wish there was but there's not yeah but they do extensive crazy testing on them yes. to get as close as they can and then now he's like the big thing that people want it's not just a car that is bulletproof as much as it can be but it's bomb proof they want yeah bomb -proof yeah that's and more important now that sunk with me the most was because it's like oh hey you need a car that you can drive down the road and if a bomb goes off underneath <laughs> it, you gotta you you want the people to live. Yeah. And I'm like, that yeah. is crazy. Like my biggest concern when driving now is, ah, uh, I hope I don't hit a pothole and get a flat tire. Yes, dude, yeah. me too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the idea, and he said that there was a transition that, like, when he first started doing the armored car thing, it was a uh, there was an emphasis on you know like automatic weaponry being right. fired at your car, bulletproof yeah. glass, that sort of thing. Any sort of crevice that a bullet could ricochet off and sneak through and get you. Yes, through like the yeah. through like a door, like yeah. through the door jam, and just get yeah. in. Yeah, right. But then it eventually became you know IEDs, improvised explosive devices, right, in the Middle East, and that's like. And it happens all the time. The numbers that they were throwing at you, I don't remember them off the mm -hmm. top of my head. I didn't write them down, but they were a lot more than I thought. Yes, right. People being blown up in cars. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, that always struck me about this piece was that it's like, it's con it's this consistency of just like, 
the like the blur of like terrible places. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear two people died in Iraq, you're like, of course, right? You don't think about it. It's not a thing. It's like, oh, car bombs went off here, or car bombs went off here. But like, if if you were like, if you were like, ten people died from a suicide bomber in Brooklyn, you'd be like, the world Whoa. is falling <laughs> apart. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because we think that. I mean, we think we believe we're safe here, and yeah. to a degree, we are. You know, one of the things that kind of like I knew this was going to happen at some point in the documentary. And then when it does, I was like, this is really cool. And this was what was selling me on the documentary was when he's just like he sits in his car and they fire guns at his car just so he can show to these people that are interested in purchasing one of his vehicles that, yeah, it's bulletproof. I mean, you know, as much as he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, go at it, shoot away. Mm-hmm. And they fired rounds of yeah. bullets at his car while he sat there. And I was just like, this to me is crazy because I've never held a gun. No, no, I've held a gun. I've never fired a gun. And You've never fired a gun? No. Neither have I. Not never. even at someone who's like running away? No. <laughs> <laughs> never, you just, no. Not into the air after like a good day? No, no, I don't come home and just let off a couple <laughs> rounds. I'm so, don't get me wrong. I think about I used to actually joke about gun clapping. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a joke about gun <laughs> clapping and how it's like such a weird way to celebrate. Uh, I don't even remember how the joke went, but it's just like the fact of like and then this guy's business is, oh, hey, we make a car that will you know protect you against these things if and you're going to the mall and someone six miles away is gun clapping for a sweet 16 yeah. and you get like buried under a hail of automatic <laughs> bullet fire coming right. back down can i can i be honest with you for a second yeah when i was younger i thought that when you fired bullets into the air they just went into the atmosphere i thought that floated too. away <laughs> i, thought, I they, thought they were gonna go that far i thought they kept going yeah, I, so I was like, I why would they come back down <laughs> Do you know how fast that thing is going? It's out of here. It's clearly in space. Yeah, yeah. And but the confidence of the of the of Fidelis, the salesman, when they ask him, they're like, "Would you?" Because they kind of say it jokingly, like, "Would you get in the car and let us fire?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course, I've done it." You know, sure. Yeah. And you know, he's yeah. done he didn't it even think times. twice. He didn't even think twice because not only is this guy such a good salesman, because mm. he really is. Like, let's be honest, this guy. And I want to get into this. There's obviously a dark side to this documentary. Is this yeah. guy a good guy or a bad guy? And where do yeah. you draw the line with that? And right. I want to get into that. But regardless of that, he comes off as very likable, even for a German. Yes. Let's be honest now. German people, they're cold, they're logical. This guy is cold and logical, but he's still got a bit of humor about him. Yes. And he's just yes. likable. He's a clean cut dude. I, I, do, I do wish that like I could watch him. I would love to watch this guy tell a joke. Yeah. No, but that's your per- that's <laughs> that's the stereotype of how Germans are. Like they're like these unlikable and cold and logical, but they're not. They they can be warm and likable people, and that's I mean oh, that's yeah. what it is. It's your stereotype of Germans because that's my stereotype of Germans. But there are plenty of Germans who are like who are like that. Though. Yes, you know, like that stereotype exists for a reason. Yes, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like Fidel's I'm not saying yeah. It looks he's the only one out there. That no, of course not. That's yeah. what I'm saying. In my experience of Germans, right? You have a German salesman is almost crazy to me. Like yes. I just figure when they need something over there, they go in. They're like. Give me this, I'll pay you for it, and they're like, okay, <laughs> and that's it. But this guy's like warm. Each transaction has no empathy or There's sympathy whatsoever. No emotion whatsoever. I would love that because that's how I talk to people when I buy things. I'm very like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, I walk into a place like, let me get a bagel, and then I just look at them like, oh yeah, please, like I need to add that in there. 
Yeah, and I mean, while Fidelis <laughs> is like that, he's also he's got the salesman thing. Down. Yes, but I bet you, like, when he's not in salesman mode, he just shuts down into like RoboCop mode. Like, same thing. <laughs> is, you know, I almost thought the same thing, but then there's that one part where he's doing business, he's talking business, and he's petting a cat, dude. He's no, I know playing. it was yeah. so funny. He's playing with this little kitty, and he's just like this cat's like meowing at him, and he's like, you know, you must sell these 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 bulletproof cars, and they must be. And it's like I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And this guy, if you is, do not have a good bulletproof cars, you die. Yeah. And that's this it. just how it is. <laughs> and he's like, and when they buy one of my cars, they, they never die. And one person bought a car, but they died beside it. And I was like, that's still good tactics. That's yeah. How many people? Yeah. He tallied off a couple people there who just get out of the car. Like, why would you spend $600,000 right. on a bulletproof armored SUV vehicle mm-hmm. and then get out of it? Well, and that, that actually comes to a point that I thought was really interesting about the thing. Because when he talks about the fact that he's a war profiteer. I would actually go so far as to say that he's not. I do not agree. No, no, no. And this is, this is my I'm gonna reasoning. Let you, I'm going to let no, you finish, but no. I have a quote that maybe you forgot from the <laughs> beginning of this movie from him. So you go ahead. <laughs> no, I feel no, like no, a reporter no. is like... <laughs> uh, Mr. McDonald, Mr. McDonald, uh, it says here, it says here explicitly... Go on, Stephen. I want to hear what. No, no. This is my thing is, yeah. is that I, uh, I consider war profiteers... Not to just be people who profited off of war, right? But to be people who negligently or uh, or or deliberately, like wrongfully profited off of war. So, like the guy who's like, I like you know where they mention where in the thing where it's like, yeah, he ordered a hundred armored cars, and then they said, yeah, do the thing, and then they put boxes like twelve million dollars of boxes of cash out yeah. of a plane, and it went to Jordan, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like. Whoever has that money, like that guy, if that guy just like doesn't exist anymore, doesn't live in Iraq, like was on the plane to Jordan and then like paid somebody off in Jordan to just walk away with the money, yeah, which very possibly happened. Sure, is that it's like if that if you do that, it's like you're a war profiteer, like a hundred percent. If you're the guy who's like if if you're like selling extra stuff to somebody, but wait, he did that though, right? He said he made that sale, didn't he? No, no, he made the sale. He didn't make that that specific sale. The guy in the guy in Iraq ordered a hundred cars from him. Oh, he middlemaned it. He he was the salesman on it, but uh-huh. he didn't get the twelve million dollars. His company never got the money. Oh. And they never got the cars. The money just disappeared into Jordan. It went oh, I didn't else. understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He oh. wasn't the one who actually did it. So you're it. saying and it's when, like, when some harm, like direct harm, comes from the profit? Since when he- direct harm, when direct, uh, like... Like there's guys in there's there's guys that worked with like Blackwater and stuff like that yeah. where literally like there are stories of like they'd get a flat tire mm-hmm. and decide to blow up the car. Or why? Because they would get a new car. Oh, okay. So or yeah. Like they would just get or, a new or like one. Like somebody who sells guns, that's like a a war profiteer to you. Well, somebody who sells guns in a way that's not like that's not too like very. Spe- if you're like selling guns like out of the back of your car. In a war so zone, wait, I'm you like, war you profiteer. define war profiteer as like whether they do it by the books and keep their receipts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, it sounds I'm like. I'm trying to find. What I'm he more like I'm looking at it like this. I want to hear this quote. Anyone who sell, yeah, let me do this quote first. Yeah. Good point. Right. 
he sees this guy. It's that first scene. I think they open the movie with he's on his cell phone. He's got his very nice uh, suit on. He's smoking a cigarette. By the yeah. way, this guy smokes like a chimney. Yeah. And boy, does he look cool doing it. Yeah, chain. <laughs> Not a lot of people still no, doing that, but no. he makes it work, man. Right. And he's smoking a cigarette, and he's on the phone. He's trying to make a sale. He's like, I'm only in town for the day. Do you want to die? You know, like, come on, buy my stuff. Right. And he sees someone standing, I guess, in front of a hotel, and uh, he's got written in, I guess, Arabic. I don't know. It yeah. says, uh, peace. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. He goes, peace. What is that? Get out of here. I don't want that. I don't. I want war. I don't want peace. I want war. I don't want peace because he's going to make a lot more money at wartime. Yes. The perfect war. That oh, expression yeah. is thrown around a bunch because it had an emphasis on the IEDs and the armored cars there's, and there's a lot of money in there's there. There's no gray area here. It's very, well, no. Here's, it's the, here's why there is a gray specific. area. Here's why there is a gray area because guns, of course, I would think are war profiteering. Stephen has an opinion where it's kind of like murky. you got to have a smile. And <laughs> but here's well, the no, thing: no, no. these are for defense. These are like these are for people who might just live in that area. Mm-hmm. This is no, no. This is my thing. Like in World War II, there were people who were brought up after the war. They were brought up by Congress on war profiteering charges. Right. And what it was was. It wasn't, I sold you a thing that you didn't really need. Mm-hmm. Or I sold you a thing and I marked up the price. That's called, what it was. That's no, no. war scamming. That's not yeah, profiteering. That's what I'm saying is right. is that what what war profiteering was was like, hey, we gave you $10 million to, to make us new Jeeps. And you just never delivered Jeeps, but you certainly took the money. Or or you made Jeeps that were faulty or Jeeps. Or you made Jeeps that were faulty right, Jeeps. And I when I look at And when I look at him, I'm mm. like... This guy, straight up, like I feel like the other people in his field were war profiteers. Where Top they were of the like, product, though. He's like, he's like, yeah, it costs three hundred thousand dollars. You won't die. What do you want from me? Yeah, but like that's he, like he's profiting off of the thing, but he's delivering a product. No, no, you're, that is, this is just because they're top of the line products, and he's a good salesman doesn't mean he's not a war profiteer. He's no, 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 but the the to me it's to me because he's not selling a faulty product that makes him not a war profiteer. Yeah. Dude, all right. In my Dennis, you know what I mean? in my not? sense of the term, in yeah. my sense of the term, war profiteering is someone who is going to make a higher profit during wartime. Yes. Now, a war profiteer who instigates or through negligence, you know, kind of lets a war happen. And I also agree with the faulty product and stuff. That's bad too. But right. those are just like worse forms of those, war profiteering. Th- that's called this war guy scamming. Is like, <laughs> this guy is so close to the line. <laughs> This guy is so close to the line of being like just a good guy, but the fact that his product, I'm sure if he gets offered enough money. Are you guys crazy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, I'm with you. I'm saying saying this guy's a war profiteer. I I feel like you guys are like you guys, I'm going to see you guys the next week and you're both driving armored cars. (laughs) 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 All right, let me ask you this, KC. If if Fidelis was here right now, would you look him in the eyes and say you're a bad person? That's not the question. I think a war profiteer is kind of a bad person, especially when they're selling faulty product or they're no. If you're if you're selling faulty product, you're anywhere pro- war or peace. You're a bad person. You're selling a faulty product. You're a bad person. That's what it comes down to. However, because it's not what you'd advertise, what is being sold. This guy sells a product that's advertised as sold, goes above and beyond as per what he says and what he's selling. But is he a bad person? Yes. <laughs> yes, he's profiting off war. I don't. How is that? You know what I mean? Like, there's. But it's no one of those things where someone's gonna profit off of war, and the product that so he sells can save your me? life when you live in a war area. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it can save your life. Yes. I'm kind of on the fence. I think he's a war profiteer, but is he a bad person? Yes. When you profit- he does say, but here's the thing too. When he says that earlier, when he said, "Go away, I want war. I don't want peace." He's like kind of laughing. Like this is a guy who knows what's going on. This is a very smart person. Right. He knows that he's doing something that's hinges on thousands hundreds of thousands of deaths per year right 
but those deaths are happening, and his product might prevent some of those deaths. But my question is, is he selling to anyone who could pay for it, or is he kind of like picking and choosing his clients? Because that can make him a bad person or a good person. No. See, I, no. I, see this is no, no. See, this is my thing is when it comes to like the war profiteering end of things. Yeah. When I look at certain companies where it's like when I look at somebody uh, like a company like Halliburton, mm -hmm. it's like Halliburton had many instances where they were given a no bid contract mm -hmm. on something to deal with like oil rigs or to deal with security or something along those lines mm -hmm. in Iraq. And they were given a contract from Congress that was $100 million. Right. And then they immediately subcontracted it to a shittier company. Yes. For like $2 million. Mm. Right. And when I look at that, I'm like, that $98 million is war profiteering. Somebody should go to prison for that money. Because we as a, because we as a government could have spent there's no gray area for war profiteering you're <laughs> making money off of war you are making a profit off of war all right therefore but what about listen in world war, war ii profiteering world war is II, bad world war ii was a huge surge to our economy for all the work that was created doesn't mean it's, it's when, what about right? when you're what about when you're fighting the war i mean this guy's not fighting the war no but since we're getting into the idea of is a war profiteer ever good? What about when you're fighting the war and w while you're profiting off people in your own country while providing them work? It's like a you know a symbiotic relationship. You got to live with the fact you're doing bad things. That's what it comes down to. It's the same thing with he says it. Fidel says it himself. He says, "Listen, when they sell band aids during the war for pro, you know that's war profiteering. Yeah. When they sell medicine." For during the war, that's war profiteering. On a technicality, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Ha I looked up yeah. war profiteering because I'm because I'm my brain's getting confused, and so a war profiteer is any person or organization that profits from warfare by selling weapons or other goods to parties at war. Yeah, so technically, I was, yeah. Yes, of course. There's no gray area here. I guess He's, that it or guess other that goods it, though. Other goods. What, don't, what, what selling do you mean? Don't selling kick cereal to the enemy yeah, or not even to the enemy to aside and something you have nothing to do with. But that's what it makes. It doesn't make a difference if you don't have a part in the war. If you're like Germany, it whether okay. Let's say if they were like Sweden. This guy is so German, uh, man. It drives total, me nuts. And totally neutral. Let's say they're totally neutral. But he goes in there and he's selling these cars. You're making a profit off of war, and he's a bad person for doing it, and that's what it comes down to. He's a bad person for doing it, and that's something he has to live with, and he seems comfortable living with it, and that's what it comes down to. Now, good or there's no question for good or bad. It's bad to make profit off of war because people, people's lives are lost. And that's the, what this war is. It's a business. And that's what you have to accept in life, that you're a bad person making a profit off it. Is that what it is? Yes. There's no There's no way around I it. I think there's a gray area that there's you're no not acknowledging. Yeah, if this is what Especially you, because this guy's selling armored SUVs. It doesn't make a difference. He's going in there and he sees a way to exploit. He sees a market. He's exploiting fear. He man. sees a market. Yeah, it's a yeah but it's a justified fear. Yeah, People uh, are getting uh, blown up every day in uh, crappy SUVs, but man. But sh this shouldn't be happening to begin with because it's war. It's a, It shouldn't be happening. You should find a way to make money Ladies without and gentlemen. having people getting killed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen.
This right here is exactly what Netflix Book Club is all about. Okay, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm blown watch away the, by watch you two. Sixty-minute documentary, and now we're arguing over the ethics of war profiteering. Yeah, it's just, it's just. <laughs> thank like, you, Netflix. Yeah, I, I don't. Thank you, Netflix. I don't get how you guys can like. Uh, I thought you guys were like my friends. I didn't know that you people are like this. <laughs> that you're like okay with this. He's like, oh, uh, he's a smooth salesman. He's a nice guy. You maniacs would buy this kind of stuff. I'm gonna become. He's gonna become my mentor. I'm gonna <laughs> study under him. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, do you teach a class? You know, the one thing, I'll be honest. Okay, wait, hold on. What if it was a product that only could be, what if it was like a safe house? What if you were selling safe houses in war profiteering areas? Is that still bad? The only difference between his car and a safe house are wheels, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a safe house, you can't, you can't drive a safe house into yes, somebody. Yes, I understand that, but it's the same thing. It's literally a safe house with wheels. So anything you sell to any side of any war is bad. Is profiteering. And it is bad. I know it's profiteering. I yes. understand okay. that. All right. But so profiteering. We, we've Steven, cleared that hurdle. How does Steven not have more of an opinion on this right now? The because vice Steven man is himself. Because I can't is so stop wrong. laughing. Steven is so wrong. Vice Cube over there keeps his damn mouth <laughs> shut out yeah. of nowhere. Good. Never happened before. I just, I'm, yeah. I know. Usually he's chock full of opinions. But today, today he should realize that he is wrong. And war profiteering is bad. Bad. No, and that's I what think you need to accept. No, no, no. no. You I have agree, to accept that what it is. I agree that war profiteering is bad. Okay. I agree Thank that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh, I think that the 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 gray area that I'm looking at. Yeah. And I think that, and to me, when you actually look at the problem, it's a vast gray area. Mm-hmm. Is that is that Fidelis is selling? I don't hate this guy. For being a war profiteer. Right. He sells a very good product. Okay. He does it very well. Yes. And his product is his he's very straightforward about the pricing. Oh man. He's very straightforward about these things. No, no, no. And (laughs) and the product that he is that he is offering Mm -hmm. is both worthwhile. (laughs) <laughs> what is this? All no, right. no, no, and this is no, no. If and you were living in he's right. He's right. It's just the way he's saying. He's like, listen, Fidelis is selling. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way it's like you're repitching me something I already know. We gotta no, find no. this dude. We <laughs> have to find Fidelis. Like I'm a salesman. I know what. No, you know. no, I understand. But what I'm saying is this: is that there were there were billions mm-hmm. of dollars just stolen. From the Iraq War. Right. And so what I'm saying is this, is that, is he a war profiteer? Yes. Right. It's the bad person thing, is that I don't think that he's a bad person. I think that he is, he is like a quintessential, like, kind of perfectly fine war profiteer. You'd you'd look at him and you'd go, I don't really think that you should be doing that, but while you do it, you're not an absolutely awful person. That is, that is, no, that's insane. That's, that's I would, wrong. I would consider, I would consider the competitors that he has who are doing, who are doing poor work, right. who are selling it as armored cars, okay. who are selling it as things that will save your life, and they're selling it for like $50,000, and they're just trying to make as many sales as physically possible, sure. but people are getting shot up and blown up yeah, in those cars. Those guys are, are war profiteers who are bad people because they know the product that they're selling is not good enough. No, that's, that's how he justifies sleeping well at night and this is how you guys justify him being a good person because it's a good product it doesn't mean just because it's a good product that is that's like a small small thing comparatively to the fact that he is profiting off war which is the result of lies you know what you know what Casey? that's what it is that's literally what it is you know what Casey? yeah you know what he's selling 
Oh man, he's not selling. <laughs> he's not selling an armored car. What? He's selling a, a good feeling. Okay. <laughs> he's selling. He's selling security, oh, man. man you, I'm sorry, but you someday, are a listen, piece of trash. Listen, man. <laughs> I know. I know that you're saying that he's he's selling things based off of fear, but that's the right. world we live in, man. And someday you might want an armored car, or you might want a gun under your pillow, and oh you're gonna have to buy God. it off somebody. Oh lord. Hey. And when you buy it, you might feel better, and yeah. you're gonna want to buy it right. from someone who's trustworthy. Oh man. Someone who's Who's better than his competitors? I hate you so Listen, much. Just take my card. I, I just take you. my card. <laughs> just take my card. Just give me a call oh, anytime. Man. You might have you some questions. I get, you guys are scum. No, no, no. This is what <laughs> you guys are I'm gonna, scum. I'm gonna, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this in in terms that I feel like KC is gonna be able to relate to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is all I have to say to you. Shoot. Money over everything. Oh my God. I hate, I, I hate you guys. You know, I'm gonna. S- <laughs> that's fine if we're gonna come to it at a pass in terms of what we're doing. But yeah. I do think that when I first started watching the documentary, and I wanted to say this before we before we wrap up, is that uh, when I first started watching it, I wasn't intrigued. I wasn't intrigued. Uh, I'm just watching some guy, yeah. like some dude. I couldn't even tell if he was from the Middle East in the beginning. I was like, I couldn't pinpoint the accent very well. And I'm like, we're, mm-hmm. and it's just at this weird upward angle, and it, it it's shoddy. It's like because the camera is like it's not super clear or what have you. It almost seems like he made this documentary about himself. Right. Like he was like, yes. I want to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. About like myself. he's holding a selfie stick yeah, and just <laughs> and he's just making this, and it seemed shoddy. And to me, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this, but I'm like, you know what? It's only 69 minutes. I can sit there and I can watch it. It has it's it it gets better and it it makes you question these things and I think it's worth questioning and the you know the cool thing is not just the uh, the the explosions from a video of other cars getting blown up uh, as examples like when they're showing like oh this, these are people that have been killed because yeah. of IEDs but when they start to show his product being tested and when they're testing bullets and explosions on it yeah I was actually like this is really cool like my my ex, uh, my friend she's like my ex-girlfriend she's like one of my best friends we're sitting there we're watching this and she's literally jumping at the explosions because it is <laughs> it's freaky like he, they shoot what almost 1700 bullets at one of the something insane. yeah, yeah. Almost, like 1600 bullets at one of his uh, armored cars from every angle and from every angle and he's like this is a little bit of an extreme situation or 619 yeah 619 bullets just yeah. came in yeah and uh and he's like, this is an extreme example, but this is what we need to do. And I was like, this is insanely interesting to me. Therefore, I was like, wow, this is really yeah. cool. It's uh, it's interesting, too, man, to watch him walking around. They make an issue when they're first uh, at the beginning of the documentary. They're wearing uh, vests with the German flag. The right. car says, don't shoot us. Yeah. Very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Super German. And they're very confident. German going flags hanging from the car. People don't really over there. Most people were nice to them. The right. biggest concern he had was being taken for American. Right. Don't get yeah. taken for American. Yeah. Let them you know, know from a distance that you're a German person. Mm-hmm. You know what that I you're love? You're just here to sell and them all something. All it takes is a flag. I've never. I've always hated Isn't that flags. Crazy? Yeah. And, I've, <laughs> and now, like this to me is a huge. Like I've always been like, forget flags, forget you know nationalism, all this stuff. And I'm thinking. All it takes is a little what, uh, black, red, and whatever that yellow, yellow, yellow yeah. and that's it, and that's all it takes. Well, you couldn't do that. No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I pass for. Ca- I could do that until I, I opened my mouth. I tried Canadian. I'd go for try Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, I'd try Canadian. probably get away with that. Yeah, yeah. people, isn't it crazy? Yeah, you'll get treated so much better as a Canadian outside of the you U.S. Know, it isn't just the Middle East; it's the world in general. It's the world in general looks down. Yeah. Like when people would ask me, like when I would travel abroad, they're like, "Hey, are you Canadian?" And I was like, "No, I'm from the United States." Yeah. and they're like. Wow, you're not a jerk. And I was like, yeah, some of us are actually pretty decent. Yeah, we're not yeah. so bad. So, so uh, 
I guess yeah. I, that's another blockbuster. Right. It's well another done, blockbuster. Steven. Well done. Uh, yeah, it was good. Nobody's changing their mind. We're no, all no, not even. No, I'm not I, I, I wish Canal would uh, change his mind right. about how he felt about Fidelis. No, absolutely yeah. not. I will not. He's a. He's the guy. Is a bad guy. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's a monster. Would you like to have a cigarette with him though? Uh, hundred percent. And talk to him. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. I still think he's a cool dude. He can be cool and bad. Okay. That's all right. What it is. So what do we got on? Uh, what do we got next? So stream it. So yeah, stream it stream away, it. man. Yeah, definitely good, stream it. It's sixty nine minutes. You for like the beginning is a little choppy looking, but you're gonna get pulled in, and mm-hmm. I don't even care where. We'll give that as a quick criticism because right. th- it was a little lo fi for right. a movie. Like it really did look like he funded it and made it, and yes. he just wanted to get yeah. it out there. I feel right. like this was a commercial for his business. Right. Like a <laughs> long commercial on that, just went like, a, that just went a little bit too far. People right. all over the world are watching this on Netflix. Like we gotta get in touch with this guy. I've been looking. This armored car I have now, no good. You guys are clearly. I don't sold. know what accent that. I don't was. know. Yeah, you guys are clearly sold on it, and uh, you're, you're monsters. I like that. I like that. I feel like. I like that. I feel like in like a week we're gonna be like, Canal's gonna be like, I got a new job. We're gonna be like, what? He's gonna be like, I'm selling armored cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out this. All right, what's the next movie we got for so next week? So next week we're going uh, back to back documentaries, and uh, I think this documentary is gonna be about someone vastly different mm-hmm. than uh, what Bulletproof Salesman was about. Next week we're gonna watch. The Mike Myers directed Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. Cool. So tune in next week. Uh, get on the website. Get on Twitter. Leave us a Flix comment. Flixbookclub.com. Yep. And we'll see you guys next week. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.